Here at the Fantasy Doctors, we use our expertise in the world of sports as well as medicine to bring you the most up-to-date injury news. Our first injury of the day actually broke his back last week. I want Lionel Messi healthy. I want Suarez healthy. Fam, fam. Mo Salah is beasting. I want Ronaldo healthy. I want the whole squad healthy. Seven La Liga title in a span of 10 years. That basically, to me, that means he was concussed. He was knocked out. There was absolutely no competition. We're your hosts, physical therapy students, Andy and Berg. And welcome to the Fantasy Doctors Soccer Podcast. Hello, soccer fans, and welcome to the latest episode of the Fantasy Doctors Soccer Podcast. It's me, your co-host, Andy, with my man, man, Berg. How you doing today, man? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. We haven't been, um, you know, we, we've been doing interviews um, for the past two weeks, but, you know, we are back with some injury updates and whatnot. Miss you guys. What's going on, fam? What's going on? Yeah, why don't you guys let us know how your day is going? Let us know what you're up to in the comment section of our iTunes review, right? So if you go on the iTunes app, you can give us a review, give us a five-star review, and let us know how you're doing. We want to know. Yeah, we, yeah, we love to connect. We love to connect. We, we, we're trying to figure out what best content to put, to put for you guys. So if you, if you tell, let us know what's going on, you know, how you're feeling. You know, we're we, we, we going to do a better job at the podcast. Like we're not, as if we're not doing a better job already. <laughs> so why don't, why don't we get started on um, an interesting thing that happened this week during the Europa League um, with European football coming back this week. I'm, I was very excited for that to happen. Um, but an interesting hub happened in Chelsea FC, Eden Hazard sitting out his Europa League match due to rest. Berg, what is your thoughts on this right here? Oh, it's pretty, you know, and it's very simple, man. When you think about three weeks back, we had the international break. And then you came back the week after you had a game against, I think they were playing against Cardiff. I don't know if it was this yep. week or last week. They were mm-hmm. playing against Cardiff. Hazard was on fire. I think he scored two goals. And then you move on legit, not like 72 hours later, he's playing in a European league. I mean, I mean, 72 hours later, there's another game. So they're not going to take that chance, man. It's just the schedule is just so brutal. You know, you get tired. You need ample time to recover. You know, those of you who don't know, I mean, if you, if you, anyone who who plays soccer knows that, you know, if you play 90 minute game twice that week, Mm -hmm. it's, it's very hard on your body and you, you need that time to recover, especially you have another game in a weekend. After the USC, after the European League, you need you need that rest. And the thing that kind of um, surprised me about this is Eden Hazard himself. He's the one that went up to his manager and said, "Hey, I need to rest." Um, we have a quote from Sorry here that said, "He told me after the match, he being Eden Hazard, after the match against Cardiff, that he was a little bit tired. So I thought it was better for him to stay behind and rest." And yeah. Did, did you watch that game? Like he had, he was, he was on fire, man. He had a lot of possession. He was dribbling everybody. He scored an amazing goal. I mean, I, I can see, I can see it, you know, coming from international duty yeah. and then playing, playing such a great game the next week, you know, that, that takes a toll on your body. And it also speaks to me about a little bit about, you know, it, it's, I, and I have no information. I'm just speculating here. It's just, Tells me about Chelsea's priority. I think they're more focused on the Premier League than anything. Yeah, I mean, that and given the fact that they, they were given a pretty easy game going into the Europa League, I think that 
leaving behind, leaving him behind, letting him rest was definitely the right call. Yeah, definitely. Cool, cool. Well, we got two interesting eye injuries in English football this week. Um, one last week involving Bobby Firmino, who bruised his cornea. The other just happened today with Theo Walcott um, having his eye pretty much swell up shut. Yeah. We've, seen, we've seen these players return or try to return quickly, and they, they were having some trouble, right, with Walcott being subbed out and Bobby Firmino being a sub in this week's UCL game. Um, why, why is it important, right? Because a, a fan might say, oh, well, you have two eyes, right? Why can't you just use one of them? The other one's perfectly fine. What, what's going on here, Berg? Tell us what's happening. Well, <laughs> a fan can say, you know, you have two eyes. If one eye is good, you can play. But, you know, there's a matter of depth perception here. You know, you need to be able to, you know, you, to accurately judge distance throughout the game and then see out the corner of your eyes when a defender is creeping in. Like, all those things are important in a game. So it, 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 it's one of the things we, we, take, <laughs> we take it for granted when, you know, we, we're playing, we use our eyesight. But once, once certain things happen and you're not able to see out of one eye, all of a sudden your game changed completely. Completely. You know, you're not, it, it's, you're, not, you're not fit. You're not fit to play. If you have that kind of injury, you can't exactly judge how fast the ball is coming and seeing the ball is coming and looking up and check to see who's, who's next to you. You know, you're trying to play a pass, you, you know, to your teammate, but you know, with one eye, you can't exactly, you know, accurately judge how far the opponent is from you. So, you know, that, that pass going to be, you know, changing if you don't have that death perception. And that's why they, they, they sat him out. But, you know, turns out he was, you know, after, it was like, how long did it take to recover? Like, what, 24 hours? Yeah, I, th- I think he, um, he came on as a sub in the Champions League game, and he scored the game-winning goal. So, made, made, Salah, made Salah furious after. <laughs> <laughs> I did see that. Uh, he was furious. He's like, oh, my God, should have been me. <laughs> struggling like yeah Salah had a bad game that that, that yeah. day so just to go off your um your analogy right there a little bit I kind of just thought of this imagine someone with one eye like Bobby Firmino or uh, Theo Walcott playing with one eye as like a very old iPhone taking a picture right yes you have that, that one lens right uh-huh. you can see everything right but it's not in too much detail where if you, someone's got like two eyes work and that's like an iPhone 10 on portrait mode, right? You can see exactly what's in front of you. You can see exactly what's behind it and how far apart they are, which is very, very key for any athlete. Mm-hmm. I, also read, I also read something many years ago about um, living with one eye and you know, the, the people's, the, the victim, people who live with one eye usually say you take, it takes them about like, seven to eight months and maybe up to a year to fully adapt to having just one eye so imagine imagine you just you yo he that was a pretty serious injury he looked like that dude like he he basically like shot his finger into bobby Sumino's eyes and then kind of like did a did a see did a, did a yeah, like a little dig yeah, like, a, like a little hook it's almost <laughs> it, it was crazy i, I thought he's i literally thought he, he got he got his eyes dodged out of out of yeah. Oh, damn. All right. Well, let's get out of the aisle. Let's get around to the rest of the body. I'm sure the listeners have had enough imagery on that already. 
Andy's getting sick, but <laughs> <laughs> your main man out in Liverpool, big center back Virgil Van Dyke with a bruised rib. Can you tell us a little bit about how this happened? Um, I'm I, I'm not too sure either, but I remember from the replay, um, I saw that he got elbowed in the in the rib when the um during the Paris Saint Germain game, the PSG game, and then um yesterday it got hit in that same area again so i guess it's feeling a little bit it's feeling it now you know it's not getting a getting a bruise to the rib guy is not it's not fun no it's really not fun you can't run fast you can't your fitness is affected because you know because your breathing is affected so you can't breathe you have to do shallow breathing because any any sort of like maximum ventilation where your ribs is expanding out puts a little bit of stress on that bruise and it hurts so I, I it was subbed out during the game yesterday so currently he's been assessed to see if he's gonna be able to play in the next game but um next week because we, we have the UCLA game next week so we'll see but he should be able to recover you know yeah especially off these bone bruises man I mean one it depends where is the bone bruise? If is is the bruise on the bone or is it on the cartilage? And going off of that, how severe is it? I mean, there are cases where a very severe bone bruise can take months to heal. Yeah. And, I mean, I've had bone bruises before, and it does take that long. The tenderness is always there. Um, so we're gonna have to see with Virgil Van Dyke. I mean, hopefully he will be able to come back and play pretty soon. I know, but it's, it's, we have squad depth. Liverpool has squad depth, but I don't think the squad depth expand all the way to the defense. I mean, if anything, it's still an area where we still kind of look a little bit vulnerable. So, you know, I, I definitely, as a Liverpool fan, I definitely need him back on the pitch. And hopefully mm-hmm. he, recover. he recovers fast. Yeah. Going over to Manchester City. Um, Benjamin Mendy, he's been struggling with injuries these past two years, man. Now he's having trouble with his uh, metatarsal. Apparently he has a, another bone bruise here on his metatarsal. And we both know how important – I'm guessing it's the fifth metatarsal. Do you have any details on that? Because They didn't mention exactly where in the metatarsal. But it's – to, to give the listener context, it's a metatarsal basically connect um, to your toes. So it's 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 one of those areas that need to be receiving load when you every time you run, every time you jump, you know those areas absorb load. They, they absorb impact. So if you have a bruise there, imagine just imagine just 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 the amount of pain and stress in that area when you're jumping. That area that's supposed to actually absorb impact is bruised. So that's why he's not able to play. Um, as far as where it is, I'm not too sure. But regardless of where it is. You still need the same amount of rest because, as a soccer player, you, you you're using your feet a lot. You you're running, jumping, kicking. You know they're not they they you need you need a good amount of rest for this to recover, especially if it's like a stress fracture. Uh, you need that. Yeah. So I mean, best of luck to him. Manchester City does have the depth to yeah. deal with it. I mean, they dealt with Benjamin Mendy being out for almost all of last season with Fabian Delft playing left back. And I mean, I think Pep Guardiola, he, he is so clever in the way he 
has his squad adapt to injury and players being out of the squad and all that. Uh, whether he puts somebody else at left back or he goes three at the back or he can deal with anything. So I, I'm not worried about Metro. Not worried. They, they, have, they have squad death. It's almost like I, I almost forgot about Benjamin Mendy. And it's funny because three weeks ago he was playing phenomenal. <laughs> and then now he's gone and I don't even miss him because, you know, they, they destroyed. They, dest- they destroyed, um, I think, what were they, Brighton? I forgot what they playing they, yesterday. But they destroyed that team like 5 nothing. Well, let, let, let's transition over to UCL a little bit. They destroyed Brighton 5-0, but they lost to Lyon 2-1. to yeah. What's your thoughts on that? Do you have any, any, any thoughts behind that? Man, I, I, I was surprised, too, when I was coming from work and I checked my phone and it says City lost. But, you know, they were, they were having a bad game. Defensively, they were not. You know, they didn't maintain their formation from what I saw. And Pep wasn't there either to, to coach. Pep was, um, I don't know what happened. I don't know if he was banned. Did he get a red card or something? But he was at the stand watching the game. Oh. And I don't know if when you're at the stand watching the game, can you actually coach your team during halftime? I don't know if you can do that. I don't think you're supposed to. You're not, so that's what I mean. Pep was missing for that game. So, you know, maybe hmm. there's a little bit of, of coaching a uh, lack of coaching involved, but hey, you know the the the, the assistant coach certainly you know, can do a, a, a same amount of job as well, not same amount, but you know, decent job to replace Pep when Pep is not there. But in terms of motivation, you know, you know, you know, Pep's gonna, <laughs> you know, Pep's gonna scream and 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 you know, trying to <laughs> cut your balls out like he said, <laughs> like. like he, like he did in, in Bayern de Munich when the players were not following his instruction. But you, you could see the, the, the absence of Pep because you know, Pep used to say that, you know, my job is to get you to the final third from the defense to all the way to the final third. And from what I saw, you know, the, the defensively, you know, there was a lack of, was a lack of, you know, was that, what's the word I'm looking for? Not stability, of like formation. There was a lack of communication too. Fabian Delft got, Delft got, what's, that's it, Fabian Delft. Delft got caught up out of position many, many, many times from what I saw in the replay. So Pep was definitely what I was missing, I think. And we'll see when he comes back next week, you know, how things are going to be. Yeah. And going over our last few injuries before we dive a little bit deeper into the UCL, um, few injuries at Juventus, actually. Sami Khedira out with a hamstring injury. Douglas Costa out with a four-match ban, also going along with that, a hamstring injury and an ankle sprain. Um, a few other small injuries in the squad. I want to know, Berg, what's your perspective? And I'll chime in on this after you. Um, a lot of things going on, and it, lo- it looks like Emre Chan is going to have to play a pretty extended run of games. What's your thoughts on him being able to handle that, given the fact that he was on Liverpool the past few years? I mean, not, I mean, it's, it's Juventus. I mean, to be honest with you, you can – just the fact that Kedira, Kedira and Douglas Costa is not there, you could see that. Because I, I was watching the Juventus game before hopping on the podcast, and they're struggling. Yeah, midfield is, is is struggling. It seems like Ronaldo's doing all most of the work in the final third. Um, there's a lack of creativity um, on the wing itself. Like it, it's 
you know, it, it's definitely Shane is actually playing right now, but you know, I, I, I wasn't focusing too much on him on the game. Seems like he was there on the pitch, but not there. You know what I mean? You know, when someone doesn't contribute as much and it is still playing. So I don't know. Pressure on Emery Chen. Emery Chen can play. You know, he was a regular starter in Liverpool. So I, I, I don't doubt that he can perform to the level. And if he plays, where, where, would, he, where would he be positioned? I think they would put him as a, as a center defensive mid or in an attacking mid. What do you think? I mean, it, it's going to... It's kind of weird, but I think it's going to come down to where Cristiano Ronaldo will play because I was talking about this to one of my buddies the other day, and Cristiano isn't a player where he needs everyone around him to perform at the highest level, but he needs to play in a formation and in a position that's going to draw the best out of his abilities. And you saw it at the end of his career with Real Madrid where he pretty much forced Karim Benzema out of his position where... Ronaldo was kind of playing a hybrid, like left winger, striker, or pretty much whatever he wanted role. And with all these injuries in the squad, it's going to take some adjustment in terms of management, in terms of who's playing which position. So Juventus' success in the next few weeks with all these injuries might come down to where Cristiano will be playing on the pitch and will the players around him be able to show their best qualities in the positions that they are in. So players like Dybala and Manzuzic and the rest of the Juventus squad, are they going to be playing in positions where they can show their best qualities? From what I saw today during the game, Ronaldo is basically back to playing like he was to play, like he used to play at Manchester United. He was on the left wing the whole time receiving balls and then try to do a couple of dribbles, but you can see he lost the ball twice by trying to go around the defender and uh, he got out muscled. <laughs> oh, he got out muscle, so you know. But but he's he's got a bunch of shots on goal. It's funny when you watch him play. Like every now, when he's, every time he's gonna do a dribble, I'm like, "Yo, fam, just just give the ball, just give the ball, <laughs> make the run." So we'll we'll, we'll see. But Emre Chen can definitely play. Um, I'm very concerned about Douglas Costa though, because dude, you know, I don't want to say that people are injury prone, but in, in the case of Douglas Costa, the evidence, <laughs> the amount of evidence is, is, that is there to just show you just how much injury this guy has sustained throughout his career is, is, is just, it's just awful. Man. Yeah. You can never stay healthy for a whole season. Yeah, definitely. Especially the way he plays. It's, it's just so aggressive and so explosive. You know, it's hard. It's very hard not to get all this injury when you play like that. All right, moving forward to, we kind of touched on the, some UCL a little bit. Mm-hmm. Who is your favorite to win, and what is the one team you do not want to play against in the Champions League this season? One team I do not want to play against? Ooh. Hey, man, you see, I, I would not want to play against Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> I would not want to play against Liverpool, but I'm a Liverpool fan because I know the the I know what kind of problems they're gonna to bring to an opponent. I, I people were telling me about the PSG game um, this week, and they said, "Man, it was like the, the the best game they've ever seen. It was counterattack from both teams throughout throughout the whole game." I don't know if you saw the game, Andy, but you can speak more on it. But 
So I, I was in class during the game, so I wasn't able to see too much of it. But what I saw is, I'm guessing what actually happened where Liverpool just said, you know what, we're going to turn this game into a shootout. And we're, we're betting that our attacking players can play a better game than their attacking players. And our midfielders can get better service than theirs. And you're like, to hell with the defense. Like, we're just going to shoot our shot and we're going to keep it rolling. And I call at the end of the game where uh, Bobby Firmino scored that pretty good goal at the end. And I, that's what I, that's what I pictured in my mind happened during the game. Is that what actually happened there? That is, that is what happened. Bobby Firmino got subbed out, got subbed in and took two or three players on and then took a shot in the back of the net, man. I, I honestly kind of thought, I thought they were, I thought the game was going to be a tie, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But no, and Neymar wasn't there in the first half, from what I, from what I'm, from what I'm hearing. From what I heard, he was invisible. Like apparently he was on the field, but nobody saw him the entire game. One of those, you Are know. You serious? Yeah, that's what I heard. Neymar being invisible throughout the game. Nah, that's what I heard. I don't know. Uh, no way. But listen, I think it comes down to how Ligue 1 is doing, right? Because PSG are in a position where not only are they expected to win yeah. Ligue 1 every year, every team is already mentally defeated by the time the league already starts. So all of these games that they're playing in Ligue 1, it's kind of like they're just – they just have to show up. So they'll just do the job that they have to do at that time. But – there's no pressure on them, right? There's no, there's no mentality going in and out of each game like, oh, my God, we need to win this game, right? It's like every game's almost a friendly. And yeah. they're so talented that they're, they're going to win every time. So when they finally play a team with an outstanding amount of talent, mentally they're not on. Whereas right. Liverpool, they're playing top six, top seven teams in the, in the EPL every right. other week pretty much. And it's a completely different story with them. Exactly, and that's why they're trying to buy like prolific, strike prolific players that, being that have competition, that that have um experience competing in in those in those tough in those tough leagues. That's why you know they got Danny Alves. You know that's why they got other players. That's why they got Ibrahimovic. Because all those guys like they used to like battle it out till it's like ninety minutes. Mm-hmm. Now it's it's. It, like it's exactly like you said, you know. Once you if you meet with an opponent that's used to, we're gonna battle it out till the referee blow the final whistle. Um, I don't think they're used to that. Yeah, it's like it's a mental block that you know they still gotta gotta get over in order to win a Champions League. And unfortunately, even with Neymar in the squad, even with Mbappe flourishing right now, I still don't think they can do that. No. Mm-mm. I'm like, yes, they, they have talent, but what really convinced me the other day that, wow, PSG's midfield is it's pretty average in terms of contenders for the Champions League is I was actually playing FIFA, right? I was playing this nice FIFA 19 demo. I was like, let me, let me see what PSG's got going on in the demo. And I, I go into the midfield, and who's starting at a center defensive midfielder? It was this guy. His name was Lo Celso. He was, like, rated overall 79. And don't get me wrong. FIFA ratings, are they accurate to real life? No. But should someone of that quality be starting for PSG if you're trying to win a Champions League title when you're going against, like, Luka Modric and Ivan Rakitic and, 
and players of that caliber, you can't come into the Champions League with a midfield of that quality. And yes, Rabio and Verratti are very, very good, but aren't they on the same level of players like Kevin De Bruyne? The answer is no. It depends on the formation, I would say, right? Doesn't it depend on the formation? Yeah, that's true, but talent is talent. And yes, you can be talented in defense or offense, but you could be lacking in both. And some of these players on PSG, they they really, really are. I mean, where the mistake was made, in my opinion, was buying um, buying Neymar, right? Yeah. Because they already have talent going forward immensely. They have Angel Di Maria and Mbappe and Cavani and, and all those players, right? What they needed were two midfielders that were the, of the highest quality that can carry a team from the back third into the front third, right? And PSG, yeah. they have quality in the back, quality up front, but they're lacking a player in the middle that can connect it all together. And if they spent that $200 million somewhere else, then I think that that would have served them much better in the long run. Yeah. All right, it's funny because I, I just checked um... – I just checked the roster for the Liverpool against the PSG game. And it seems like Neymar was there throughout the whole game. <laughs> oh, what a mistake. Yeah. I... Coming to that team, man. Oh, very disappointed. Yeah, it's – and what, really, what also surprised me is I checked out how old he was. He's 26 already. Oh, he's – that's funny. It's not – you think he, he behaved like a teenager, but he's yeah. not. He's not – that's when you start getting. That's when you start getting into your bag, into your into your prime. Like mm-hmm. twenty six to like thirty, that's when you're at your prime. And um, I don't know. He, he looks like one of the players that's been at his prime since he was like eighteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, the maturity is not, you know, it's not there. But they trashed at the team they play today. Yeah, I mean, it was. It's like. Well, they're playing league. Uh, they're playing pickup. When they go to play in the Champions League, they're playing an actual game. You know, regular occurrence in league aren't they? They destroy people. Do you want? Well, as far as my favorite to win the Champions League, I'm gonna be very, very biased. I'm gonna say Barcelona. Um, oh, you honestly, saw the goal. Is that because oh, of the goal? Dembele, aka little buckets, man. He is on form this season. Yeah, that that goal was impressive. Yeah. I also think Barcelona are going to win is Messi is most likely not going to be playing internationally until the Copa America this, um, this summer. He pretty much told Argentina, Hey, get your stuff together. I'm not going to waste my time or my career on this. Fix your mess and I'll come back when I need to. And because of that, yeah, he, he hasn't played internationally yet this season. And because of that, these international breaks, they're going to serve as breaks for him. He's going to be chilling in Barcelona, having a nice little rest period every other month or so. Capacity. I mean, it's necessary. Yeah. Hey, get yourself sorted out. You know, once you figure it out, call me. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm worth a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it's necessary because what we saw at the World Cup from Argentina was oh, – let's not get into that. But in terms of a team I do not want to play against, I'm going to say Atletico Madrid. They, well, you never want to play against those guys. No. They're just, you never want to play. No matter what stage of the tournament, you never want to play against them. Yeah. I'd rather take my talents against uh, a Liverpool, where it's a shootout, or a Real Madrid, where I have a lot more experience with, I can game plan a lot better for. 
I just don't want to play. They're, they're talented in attack now. They got Thomas Lamar. They're, they're rough riders in defense. They'll go at you. And yeah. it's just they, they play dirty too. Yeah, they play dirty too. And they, they walk on that fine line of they never get like red cards, but they're always right up inching close next to you. They know exactly what they're doing. And then <laughs> it's one of those things where you never want to play against them like because you know if you if you have to score against them, you you need a hundred percent. Oh yeah. Yeah. Once they lock it down, you're you're done. That's it. All right. Do you have any other uh, news for our listeners today? No, no, no. I'm just um, just sad that I can't watch any of those games, guys. You know, my schedule is messed up. Yeah, listen, man, the working life is hard. I miss the days in undergrad where it's like, oh, UCL or class. You know, what? I'm going to just stay home, you know, I used watch to some skip soccer. Class. Or... Skip class. I used to skip the whole day. I used to plan my whole schedule around it. <laughs> you know, I have class Tuesday, Wednesday from, oh, from two to five. No, man, PT school was uh, was uh, was was fun. You yeah. know, those games come in. It's like, ah, right, you know, we're gonna plan to sit all the way in the back because <laughs> this game is important. But yeah. now you can't, you can't do that anymore in a working life, man. It's just no. You either. You know, you either you have a DVR and you you save the game, but you can't even do that by the time no. you. You 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 unlock your phone. You are bombarded by announcement. <laughs> you can't even go on Instagram because it's like news in itself. Yeah, you have to lock everything down. Uh-uh. Turn off your phone and go to go home and pray to God that your wife doesn't tell you what the score is. <laughs> yeah, or you can open up a nice clinic with a nice TV on the wall. That's what I'm gonna do. Wherever I'm working, I'm buying a TV. That's, a, that's what's just going to have to happen. The patient's going to see that you're not paying attention. <laughs> you got to get patients that are soccer fans, too. <laughs> yeah, we, we get a few of those at the clinic. Let me tell you, it is nice, man, to, to, to treat a soccer, uh, uh, any sort of soccer um, players in the clinic. Because you know what they're trying to get back to. And then part of the rehab, I was working with this kid. Um, this weekend, and I'm not this weekend, this weekend, he's a soccer player. So we, part of his rehab, we, we're trying to incorporate like sports specific, and we started juggling in the clinic. Let me t- <laughs> that was a bad idea. <laughs> go back to work. <laughs> so we had a patient waiting. He <laughs> was still juggling around. It was crazy. Mm. All right, well, be sure to follow us both on social media. My handle is at the football physios. Berg, what's your handle? I'm at the soccer obsessed. My word. Yeah. We will see you guys next week. All right, peace.